Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend, man. We love that. We need to get some calls. We do. All right. We take some calls. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, uh, this guy's hit by a drunk driver. Hematoma. Let's see. Uh, Andrew, 41. Hey there. Seattle. What's going on? How's it going? Good, man. Not much. I, uh, to keep it brief, I uh, was hit by a drunk driver about a year ago. I sent a picture in. Um, had a subdural hematoma that oh my God. caught me by surprise. Bruce yeah, that's, looking that's at a, it. That's a huge one. It's, if you see the white yeah. there, that's his subdural hematoma. We're looking at uh, a brain. A brain scan. Your brain. So it's a, a scan. It's an MRI. And what it yeah. looks so like we, to me is 29% our cat scan is really of the brain looks like it's been affected by this yeah, blood. Yeah, that's right? about right. It's a, it's a massive hemispheric shift. But it doesn't push. Right. There's no displacement, though. That's good. And you didn't know about this. So I, it didn't show up for a month until um, after the accident, and I thought it was just uh, my usual annual sinus infection. Mm-hmm. So I kind of let it go and let it go until finally I got it checked out, and I went from the, uh, the CAT scan to the ER sort of mm-hmm. thing. You know? is, it, is it interesting um, how much the brain can tolerate? I mean, look at that. You, you get a sense of how much, and that's all in a closed space, Adam, so it's all under pressure. The entire yeah. brain is under pressure with that. And you had no uh, no thinking difficulties or anything, no no sensory well, problems or what? I couldn't I couldn't read my phone anymore, uh. right? And I and I was told by my ophthalmologist because I have twenty twenty vision, you'll turn forty and one day it'll just go. <laughs> so I I put that piece together as well and thought that was happening. Wow. Um, but but I had no I had no, neurolog- no neurological impact. I could do all the tests. I could walk. Crazy. My neurologist thought was my neurosurgeon was surprised I could walk. But the pain was significant, right? But again, sinus headaches are no 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 uh, no small effort as well. So um, was able to get through it. My my question is more the the now what, right? I'm a I'm an IT executive for a large company. I have some you know a, a lot of pretty you know big responsibilities in my day job, and you know maybe someday I want to get a new one. I want to make sure that the long term impact here is not something that I have to really account for with or, or what to think about for what what's ahead. You know, I'll let Drew think about that. Uh, who hit you? Um, I was in Hawaii and was hit by a local drunk driver. Oh, a local. Well, yeah. Keeping it real. <laughs> Not some tourist. Local stoner. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's interesting. What island were you on? On Maui. It's interesting. <laughs> it's a weird, yeah. weird coincidence. I was just on Maui, yeah. and I was on Maui, and one of the guys I was driving with got stopped and got te- you know, at a DUI checkpoint, they gave him a hard time. He Uh-oh. wasn't he wasn't yeah, drunk, but he had had a drink oh, with man. dinner, and sure. it was like a, it was a big deal. It was on Maui. Wow! And it was just yeah. uh, happened. So evidently, they're having a little problem over there. Um, okay, were you on vacation? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I was, I was heading home, heading home from a week. Well, at least so, it wasn't uh, the first day you got there, right? This is true. I did get. I got extra day on Maui. I guess that's the one. Uh, the one Jesus. perk of the whole thing. So, Drew, what's you have to look forward to? Well, have you noticed any residua? So, I, I do feel like my recall is not what it used to be. Especially, I work in the tech industry, so a lot of it is about terms and and you know language and stuff. So sometimes I have that thing 
hang on the tip of my tongue longer than they used to, mm-hmm. and I can't recall certain words. I definitely feel that is, is different than it used to be. Yeah. And I've had some friends comment that I'm not as sharp as I once was, but I did all the neurological tests with the folks who do that evaluation, and, you know, the take 100 and subtract 7 as fast as you can, and, you know, that stuff's real easy for me. So and it's did, more, did you have a concussion as part of this? Yeah, they said it was a concussion, and yeah. I, I, was a little bit, I was knocked out as well. So, yeah. you know. All right, so it's always it's it's difficult to predict on two fronts. It's it, well three fronts yeah. really. It's it's difficult to predict the residual residual effect of a subdural, probably going to be nominal. But some people get some stuff from that. Difficult to predict yeah. even just the procedural aspect of you having had a craniotomy and the the uh, hematoma right. evacuated that can create changes. But I think your bigger issue is the concussion itself, as you know mm-hmm. well. That's associated. You know, that's people are talking more and more about long term consequences, but. Uh, you know, turning 40, a lot of the stuff that you're describing kind of happens in 40 to 45 autom- already. Yeah, I get that too. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, whether or not this head injury is going to have a significant effect on all of that, it's got to have some effect, but it may not have significant effect. And and I'm sure you're aware also, I mean, the kinds of things we discuss in terms of helping preserve cognitive function, it's things like running, limited carbohydrate intake, Make sure the issue of cholesterol is carefully attended to. Your blood pressure is well controlled. Uh, yep. You know, the, the, the and and then use of the brain, cognition. You know, they used to say doing crossword puzzles. I'm not sure that's the issue so much as new learning. Keep challenging yourself. Keep new learning. Keep doing problem solving, which it sounds like you do in your career anyway. So you know, those those are the main areas you have to kind of that you have some control over. So get up some aerobic exercising, limit your uh, cholesterol and, and uh, carbohydrate intake. And uh, make sure your blood pressure and cholesterol are good. I uh, was uh, on my trip to Maui, and I was thinking about Weinstein and Spacey and guys like that. And, like, uh, what what kind of defense they were going to put up. And uh, I thought, you know, in, in, it's a day and age where everyone sort of has to have a syndrome. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they're going to have to follow a syndrome. You right. know, they're addicted to this. They're already yeah. in rehab yeah. and stuff like that. You ready for this one, Drew? Uh-oh, I think I like it. Uh-huh. And if I, as a physician, if you could get behind it and really kind of put your stamp of approval on sure. it, I think they could pick up and run Let's with get it. Get your friend Garagos. But there this is a real. Sure. This is a real syndrome. Okay. Restless cock syndrome. Okay. Now hear me out. You've heard of restless leg syndrome, You're right? Sure. Well, do they have control over what no, they're doing? No, it just keeps jerking. Oh, in the mid. That keeps jerking. You have restless cock syndrome. It keeps jerking. If you got behind restless cock... But you keep cocks, jerking. I'm saying, Drew, that if we could turn restless cock syndrome... Look, look. Well, look, the legs jerk. We turned chronic right? fatigue syndrome into something or Epstein-Barr or something that didn't exist. Now we got it. Now it's Forget something. It. Well, we know that the legs, when there's a dopamine imbalance in the spinal canal, the legs jerk uncontrollably. Yeah, restless leg syndrome. And when you have a restless cock syndrome... There's jerking oh, involved. Oh, 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 Don't just say restless cock. Restless cock syndrome. There's jerking involved there too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Huh? I, I think the now, correlation is perfect. How are we going to convict that guy? I'm saying he's been stricken by a horrible disease. Got a syndrome. Syndrome. That's right. You know, speaking of that, I I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I, I thought Al Franken seemed like a little bit of a syndrome 
too. Did we talk about this? No. Before the holiday? What kind of syndromes he had? The Asperger's. Oh, yeah. And and so he may not have really appreciated what he was doing or the, you know what I mean? He seems so confused by the allegations being like, you know, intense. He's like, well, I just, I was being funny, I just I'm being congenial. Like he had socially didn't understand the impact of what he had done, right? So how do you convict that guy? He's got Asperger's. He didn't know. He didn't appreciate. Well, he has what all comedians have, which is restless cock. Restless cock syndrome. No, they. No one got laid in high school. Everyone was weird and outside and everything. And then at some point, you know, all comedians, a sense of humor is like owning a gasoline refinery before the internal combustion engine is invented. <laughs> and then at some point, it gets invented. Right. And then when it gets invented, now there's a line of people who want your product, whereas before people are screaming at you, you're crazy, shut it down, what are you doing? So, I mean, if you're a comedian, you go from shut up, sit down, quiet, you're disruptive, nobody wants to hear what you have to say, your entire young you know, adolescent, young adult, it goes, it goes all the way through. I mean, sometimes it never, you never get out of it, and then all of a sudden, you're 27 and you're banging models for the exact same reason because now you're on Comedy Central or w- whatever it is, right? SNL. So it, how do you process that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it, so the process is going and, to – And oh, to be fair, comedians already have a multiplicity of syndromes. Right. So there's always going to be something a little off about you and how you relate to women. Yeah. Al Franken is best as I can tell, and I don't know all the allegations. He had – you know, he's had the wife of, you know, a million years who appears to, you know, uh, Mary Todd Lincoln-esque. I mean, I don't know anything about their thing other than a... Crazy that way, you mean? Or just looks I, that I don't know. Gary's got to look it up. But what I'm saying is like, when I hear like, well, they've been married for 37 years. She suffers from depression. Oh. I think to myself, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that. Could you, Can you think of anything worse than married for 35 years? She suffers from depression. You know what that's like, right? Can you imagine what that's? It's an interesting way of describing somebody in a marriage. It's not a wild sex life meets with tons of, um, uh, you know, tons travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing, yeah, I'm picturing you uh, riding a zip line over the canopy. No, it's a lot of her in her bedroom and you tapping on the door, going, "It's been four days, sweetie. Can you? I make out. I've got soup." I made soup, and her screaming at you, soup, soup is for losers or something. You know, like, that's that's a that's tough when those guys yeah. stick that out, yeah. you know. So he's – Gary can look it up. So he's probably dealing with that, mm-hmm. you know. And now he has to, he's also dealing with celebrity. Like, I, I, I'm a, I don't – I don't own a a coin-op car wash. I'm a celebrity, and I live with this depressed person who doesn't want to come out of the room or whatever. Okay. Then he goes off to USO, and now he's on international soil Mm. in his mind. And there's the attractive girl, 25 years his junior, and he's going to try something. Like maybe maybe she was a big SNL fan. Maybe she's down. With this idea. But I would argue that that kind of lunging at women the way he did. No, was, well, so far. It sort of suggests on, a lack of appreciation for the sort of nuances oh, well, of how wait social a minute, interaction wait a I'm not sure about lunging at women. No, I talked to Leon about it. He, he sort of like, he sort of didn't, he didn't approach. He just, you know, because he didn't have a, 
Well, there were. Tr- but, well, look. First but, but the point off, is, what it felt like to her is no, no, not listen, what happened. You're, you're not per se. Me, Hold I, on a I second. I don't disagree saying, with you. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm saying oftentimes people's depiction Correct. of what it felt like version versus you watching footage of what happened. Correct. They were rehearsing a kiss. But, but from the standpoint of. Thinking that he evidence that he might have an Asperger's type syndrome. That's sort of a typical. Again, the nuances. Not going to deny. This. That's not all I'm deny saying. That. That's I'm, all I'm saying. So far, uh, Gary, what's the story on her? She struggled with alcoholism early in their mm-hmm. marriage and eventually overcame it. Mm. I'm and, still looking for more. Okay, of marriage of how many years? By the way, uh, forty-one, I believe. Ooh. Okay, so what I'm saying is true. So far, we don't have anything. If this were the cops, they wouldn't come to your house. No, no due process. No, I'm saying yeah. we don't have any story that's if, yeah. if you're calling the cops. Yeah. This is like you calling the cops and going, I ordered Domino's 26 minutes ago and it's been 31 minutes and I've not. And, and like they're going, lady, yeah. call us when the guy breaks your window. Like yeah. we're not we're not coming over there yet. So, so far, we got a guy who's been married for a million years, who's. Maybe a little Asperger's, who's a comedian, so he doesn't interact with women, yeah. right? That's all, Whatever. That's all I'm saying. He's on a USO tour. We were making he, the point about a syndrome. I'm just saying this is no, another I'm kind of syndrome. He's with a pretty girl. Yeah. He's 7,000 miles away from his bedroom, and he's and they're going to rehearse a kiss, and he's going in. Mm. He's going to try something. That's, what, that's where we're at so far. Yeah. Now, that then covers 96% of men who come from that who are in that background yeah. married to a millionaire right, a little depression and whatever i'm out i'm out on the road with a young ingenue we're going to rehearse a kiss i'm going to try something that that covers most of it. nothing out of the ordinary there now look everybody you may disagree with what he did what i'm saying is you have to you have to understand the difference between disagreeing with with out of the ordinary I disagree with it, too, but I'm not saying it's out of the ordinary. Yeah. It's very much within the realm of how men have been acting, politicians and comedians, especially for the last several hundred years. So that was number one. The number two, the picture is a goof. That's a joke. Yeah. That's him just, him making, a, just yeah. making a joke. Yeah. And you can go, well, well, that was in poor taste. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was in poor taste, but it's still – I'm not going to prosecute him because he's making a joke – if the joke is in pork, the poor taste parts for everyone to sort of decipher on their own. Yeah. But, okay, poor taste, but a joke. So that's not – now, whatever at the – he's at the county fair and he's squeezed a butt cheek. More poor taste, but still doesn't make him we're – not, we're not veering into criminal behavior It wasn't in an employment me. context either. It wasn't work-related, yeah. which is what most people are talking about. I don't understand why the guy had to lose his job. I don't get it. Or why there wasn't at least due process, like an, an ethics committee investigation. Why, why not? Well, would that become a circus? Is that what he's worried about? No, no, no. I here's what here's what happened, and I'm not a not a conspiracy theorist, but I think most savvy political minds understand that they're trying at the time to go after Roy Moore, and they're trying oh. at the time to go after. Trump mm. for much of the same types of, you know, here's our other problem too. Our own problem is we've got one big umbrella that just covers everyone. Right. Everyone's a racist. Everyone's a homophobe. Everyone's a, a, everyone's a misogynist. So this is the problem with the huge umbrella. We don't separate 
what he did I from disagree. what Harvey Weinstein did. Right. So you're going here here's how it works now, right? Mm. You're going after um Trump for a lot of the same types of th- things. You're going after Roy Moore. Okay. We have an agenda. We want to get rid of these guys. Fine. As long as people are going, what about Al Franken? Then we can't effectively work on these guys. What we what we should do is we'll eject Al Franken from our nest, and that'll make it look like we're policing our own and cleaning up our own mess. So it's oh, basically we'll take we'll take the guy Sheesh. and we'll get rid of him. And don't worry, we'll just replace him with another one of our own. I mean, the big question is is what if he was going to be replaced with a Republican? Would they have done this? The answer is no. They would have defended him. They didn't defend him because they, what's the difference? They get rid of him. They get another Democrat in there. They're they're fine. The numbers haven't changed. You got rid of – you can say we're, we're policing ourselves over here. Now, won't you guys do the same with Trump and Roy Moore? And one could yep, argue yep. it's effective. Yeah. And I think Al, I think Al Franken probably went – sure – I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ready to go home. I'll, I'll take this. I, I, somebody said to him, because if you're Al Franken, you got to go, this is insane. I got to defend this. But they didn't want him getting all up into it while, while they're trying yeah. to get into it with everyone else. So that's why I guess. he's gone. I yeah. mean, that's what most political uh, po- okay. people who know say that. That's why. But whenever it doesn't make sense, which it didn't five minutes ago. Now it makes sense, yeah, right? That's better. usually well, yeah, your usually better. your answer. It's better. It's still a little unbelievable to me. It's I I I, I makes sense, but it's still like. <laughs> well, it's it's why his own party went after. And, him. and not only that, why did they wait five minutes? Because here we are a month later, and everyone's already forgotten about it. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. All right, before we go to calls, MSRP. You know what that means? Manufacturer suggested retail price. Well, you might know what it stands for but what does it really mean or how about invoice or list price or dealer price i don't know about you i I know what the hell they're talking about and that's why when i'm engaged in a negotiation with somebody who has uh information i don't have i lose but with true price from true car yes we're introducing true price from true car you'll know exactly what you'll pay including fees, accessories. This is all before you even get to the dealership. So you have all the information. So there's no, it's an equal playing field, as President Lincoln liked to say. Level playing field. You know your true price. Even even even. playing field. You know your true price. So it's, uh, you know, it's a great price because true car shows you what other people pay for the same car. So you get that price. This is the Adam obsesses about price. This is how pricing works. And certified dealers set their true price competitively, so they win your business. These guys compete with each other. They want the business, so they price it accordingly. So when you're ready to buy new or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All line right. Five, mo- line five. five. Yeah. Hey, Pete, 37, Pennsylvania. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? What's going Pleasure on? Pleasure to man. talk to you. Mm-hmm. You as well. So uh, I have a brother-in-law. He is uh, 47 years old. He has, uh, I'm pretty sure he has a history of some bipolar disorder. Um, About 10 years ago, uh, my father-in-law died, and my father-in-law was the only one that could get him to see someone and get him to take medicine. And, like, the recipe for all that kind of died with him, and he's been kind of unregulated and unmedicated since my father-in-law passed away he um 
my wife uh, bent over backwards to get him a, a good job, and he worked. He worked for about three years um, at her company, and then he gave two days' notice. He quit, and he said, "I'm, I'm moving to California." He made it to Indianapolis, and he came back. Six months later, he said, "I'm going to California again." He made it to California. Lo and behold, couldn't find a place to live because no one wants to rent an apartment to a guy who doesn't have a job, you know, mm. and he's from Pennsylvania, you know, out here, out here with a trailer and his, his uh, van or whatever, you know. This you um, said, this is your brother-in-law or your brother? My brother-in-law. Okay. And what medication um, was he taking before, do you know? No one knows. Um, the mm. only person that he would, the only person that could talk to him uh, was my father-in-law. Okay. And I got it. And if s- someone, if, if someone said, you know, like, let me put it this way. If my mother-in-law was to say, you know, I think you need to see someone, he would take that as a personal attack. Um, and does any drug or alcohol use? He, uh, he has a history of that, but I don't think there's any drug and alcohol use now. You know what we need? Um, what do we need? we got to get the NRA to really up their game to start having civilian use of military drones. Ooh. And then you just go, I was flying my drone, and I don't know if there's like a lightning strike or solar flare or something, and he just it just went nuts on Bert. Bert was taking a piss out in the field, and uh, I think things broken or something. Anyway, he's going to be missed, and we can just get rid of all these people that just ruin our lives. Just ruin our lives. Like, right now, you can't, obviously, about, you could hire a we, drifter to how kill How about them, we but, make it where people who need treatment are, are somehow enforced yeah, into some sort of... That can be expensive, of, cumbersome, yeah, right, time-consuming. The drone is a little more efficient. A little more efficient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Adolf. Mm-hmm. So um, what is it you'd like to do, and what leverage do you have to do it? Well, um, I don't have any leverage, but my okay. other brother-in-law, um, he lets him live rent-free, and he's done this for about five years. Um he talked about kind of throwing down the gauntlet and say, you got to get a job. You got to get some help within 30 days or I'm kicking you out. Okay. He talked about doing that. That's leverage. Um, That's good. Do that. They've talked. Well, uh, and my mother-in-law talked about the same thing, changing the locks and doing everything. They talked about it. They've never actually done it. Okay. Um, what worries me is with the uh, election, he's really kind of gotten. The election? He's gotten manic on like issues, and the Republican. He's convinced there's a Republican conspiracy, and um, he threatened to uh, attack me because he threatened me with physical violence because he, uh, you know, I voted for Trump. Okay, so and, so next time there's any outlying behavior, you call the police. You tell the police he has mental illness, and they'll take him to a hospital. By the way, um, that's it. So you let things happen. Because you have no leverage other than what your mother-in-law and brother-in-law have, and they're not going to do it. So anything, any opportunity to get the police involved, do so, and 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 tell them he's a danger to self, danger to others, and he needs to go to the hospital. And that's, that's what will happen. Can I say this? It is also part of the slippery slope of why when you turn on the news and they're having the political roundtable and the, somebody's chiming in and we go – 
We have a president who bragged about sexually assaulting women. Right. We have a uh, president right. that's declared war on people of color, that has declared war on immigrants, that has declared war on gay and transsexual people. We have a president that encourages white supremacists to attack people of color and people with gender dysphoria. And it's like, now that doesn't work on me and it doesn't work on you, but if your mind's a little less than stout, then why doesn't that person with the softer mind or the condition or the syndrome, why don't they take a swing at the brother-in-law who voted to put the guy who's declared war on women yeah. and declared war on black people? Why not take a swing at that guy? Yes, you That's, should. If you you if, should yeah, take a swing right. at that guy. Right. This is what I don't like about the reporting. You're encouraging people to kind of we're a little softer in the mind or have something going on in the mind, they should be doing that. If, in fact, there was a guy, oh, Gary, you got to find, there was a, there was a, an op-ed piece, I believe, in the New York Times from uh, maybe last week, oh, no, last week, probably the week before, huh? Uh Woman, written by a woman of color, and it was basically entitled uh, "Why Trump Has Made Me More Patriotic," and it's just this crazy thing about you know. But they're just said like after he declared war on black people and war on women, now it's like blah blah blah. It's like I don't, I didn't, I missed that press conference where he was declaring war on on black people, yeah. and he openly bragging about sexual sexual assault. Like uh, it's not going to make people. It's not. It's not going to make people happier, but it's also. Oh, Gary's found it. Lickety yeah, split. That's fast. Uh, it's. Uh, it's what's made this uh, gal, Kashana, call, Collie? Collie. Collie. Uh It's made her more patriotic. But <laughs> if you just kind of, if you just sort of uh, skim through it, Gary, uh, and read a few lines of it, it's it's. If you're reading this and your mind's a little weak and this would be encouraging if you wanted to go out and uh, take, a, take a shot at the president or take a swing at uh, somebody who voted for him, if you, if you read it, it, it kind of almost beckons it. Hmm. You can uh, – Gary, you want to read it? Drew's going to screw it up. Yeah, sure. Let me bring it off the screen one moment. All right. I'll give you a second. Uh, I'll take one more quickie call. Career Five, advice. Four, yeah. Four. Let's talk to um, Liam. Liam. Brian said Liam was short for William. I'd never heard that before last week. Does that make sense? Yes. No. I thought it was a Scottish name or something. I too. Let me look. Etymology of Liam. Hello? Hey. Yeah. Liam. Do you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's cool. Sorry, I was on a hold for a while. All right. All right, yeah, so I was calling because I'm in a weird situation, like, in terms of my career, like, uh, I got fired mm -hmm. from a job that I got after graduating from college. Mm -hmm. um, I was working in a medical laboratory, which um, I don't, I didn't really want to do that line of work. It was just that I had a chemistry background, but, um, and um, right now I'm loading trucks at UPS. Hang on a second, Liam. Wait, wait. I, I'm already sort of lost here. 
you're you're 29. You got out of college, yeah. and you got a you got a job in in what chemical what? Uh, no, actually, I got a, a job as a medical technologist doing um medical tech uh chem, chem, chem chemistry related assays, which would be like okay. therapeutic drug monitoring. Right. Chemistry, a technician and a technologist. This uh, yeah. Little, it's yeah. kind of dicey. California has their own thing too. It's, it, it, has to, it has to do with regulation. What California? Yeah. Like, California different. What are you talking about, man? We're letting our freak 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 flag fly over here. We're doing <laughs> our own thing, man. And so you got fired. Why? You know what? I'm, I still can't can't exactly give a, a straightforward answer. Like just because basically, I think I was arguing too much was a general thing. Okay, and I, like I, kind I, of I people. Let me ask you. You, you sound a little depressed. Were you, have you been irritable? Um. Yeah, no, I I do I was irritable at the time. Now I'm not really irritable as much, but uh, I I mean um. So hang know, on, I don't know. So I've, stay with me. Were you smoking a lot of pot or drinking or anything of that sort? Yeah, no, I was at that time. Okay, well I, that can I, make I, you I was, that can make you severely irritable and significantly worsen your depression. So. Maybe you ought to but, focus uh, on... You know, it would be like after work, though. You know, it wouldn't be like, you know, I would be sober it, if I was at it, work. I understand you weren't intoxicated, but those going on and off those substances can make you terribly irritable. So maybe you want to look at that, you know, look at the mood, look at the substance use, and really focus there because that's where things went off the rail. It's not your competency or your training. It's drugs and alcohol. Um, I guess so. I don't... I mean... But honestly, I didn't really like working there either. It was like I didn't like the culture. Okay, it was what? a lot of old late old old ladies working what's, what's there. What's the question? By the way, what is the question? I've been employed my whole life. As I've never thought about culture of anything. Culture didn't exist. Yeah. There's no culture within the environment. The environment doesn't make me happy. I wouldn't yeah. say environment. Like, work was just work. Whatever it was, if yeah. you didn't like it, you moved on. But you didn't well, go. I, mean, I don't like that, the culture. Opiate addicted Vietnam vet didn't. Didn't appeal to your cultural sensibilities, Mike. Mike, Mike Foreman? No, Foreman. No, I didn't like the culture getting screamed at while so, I was so in the So, Liam, ditch. What, what's the question? I'll let this get no, right no, to no, no. But you, Adam, you you work you work like man jobs your whole life. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. You, you, you 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 know. So of course you get along with a bunch of just dudes. No, so like if I, work, you, you I had a, I had horrible guys I worked with. Well, no, no, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I yeah, yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. I know no, bosses no, no, are yeah, assholes. Yeah, yeah, I have the same problem, but yeah. Hey, right. Liam, is, is uh, Liam short for William? Now, let me read it to you. The Norman Conquest of Ireland followed a similar pattern to that of England a century earlier. Within a generation, the, the Irish name William, William, U-I-L-L-I-M, was found alongside William, and the short form of both was Liam. So it is short for William. It's like an Irish. It's, it's like an, uh, Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, also, Liam. Well, also the Irish hated King William, and so they wouldn't didn't want to mention his name. Oh, yeah. interesting! That's a nice little wrinkle. I like that. So, okay, how can we help you? What's the question exactly? Uh, all right. So right now I'm working at UPS, which is it was like they had a peak season. I was making some money there, but um, you know, it's a shit job. Uh, I just basically put boxes on a truck in the middle of the night, and um, uh, I have an engineering degree. So like, what the fuck am I doing putting boxes on trucks? You know. But it's just like so. I don't. It's hard for me to navigate like the, the whole HR hiring process, and I have. All right. uh, Liam's got a horrible attitude, and but I he's don't depressed care how many, and it yeah, makes it worse. Both, and how, and a little angry, and yeah. whoever 
whoever, whatever your degrees in, whatever your training's in, he's it'll right, all though. be trumped by your horrible attitude. Oh, I understand, but he's so right. Be, he shouldn't be doing that stuff. Right. He's way better trained. Than, if he had a good I, attitude, he would be doing it. But he well, has if a he were bad less attitude. depressed, his attitude would not be as bad. Right. So, two two advice. Two advice. I have one is. If you're not willing to deal with the mental health issue, which jumped across to me the f- moment I started speaking with you, it's why I brought it up, go back to school, get a, get a higher level degree, then you, don't have to, <laughs> then you have to worry about so much of this stuff, and or you got to deal with the mental health issues. So at, at least get a therapist if you don't want to really look at this carefully. Get, get to Talk to somebody, because there is substance, there's depression, there's irritability, there's some... We call it personality issues where you're blaming things on the outside world that are related to something going on inside you. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen to Dr. Drew, Liam. All right. I'll, uh, t- I'll read you that op-ed piece uh, tomorrow that Gary right. went and looked right. up. You guys can uh, think about going to the Irvine Improv and uh, watching us doing a basic cable commentary, 8 p.m., Cobra, January 25th. Me and Mike August will be up on stage there and then also Oxnard Levity Live, March 15th. Come say hi and uh, check out Chassis and Adam Kroll and get those Adam, Adam and get those buck slips. Good merch, man. Good merch on you. What do you got, Drew? Go to drdrew.com. Check out the family of pods there. You, the Live podcast, the Dislike podcast, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. And the Dr. Drew podcast, uh, Dan Carlin, as I said this week. So until next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. <laughs>